So, uh, it's interesting. Um, it's really an, an engaging movie, isn't it? It's, it's enthralling. Um, I want to take just a minute before we dive into... Uh, so, so, the theme... I, feel, I was thinking about this while we were watching it. The, the theme for today would be uh, something along the lines of, it's all in the details. The details matter quite a bit. Um, not just in these films. It's true in these films, but also, hopefully we'll get to it, um, also in the biblical text, the details matter. But let's just take a minute. Um, there's a lot that happened. Um, what were the episodes that you saw in, the, uh, in, that, in that sequence from Jesus of Nazareth? Feeding the 5,000 was right at the beginning. Some of you missed that. We'll come back to that because that's actually the story we're going to do today. So we'll watch that. It's a short clip from, from this film. We'll watch that again uh, if we have time. What, what, what else? Okay, that's right. Yeah, so they had... Now, that was, it was so interesting. So, so um, just so we get the order right, there's the feeding of the 5,000. Then there was this discussion among the zealots. On, Tuesday, on Wednesday, we celebrated... The, the, the feast of St. Simon and Jude, Simon the Zealot. So some, that was the Simon that was in that scene. Um, and he's, the Zealots want to you know, take, 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 you know, take Jerusalem by force. Um, and they want a, a Messiah who's a, a knight in shining armor. Um, and so you had that scene, and Judas is actually, I mean, he's the, he seems like a pretty good guy right there. And Simon makes this great confession saying, you know, Jesus is... Um, He's saying more than what you think he's saying. Now, um, okay, so we had feeding 5,000, the zealots, and then we had Jesus in the house of Simon the Pharisee. And and the woman, the sinful woman comes and anoints his feet. Um, And then there was that little scene um, with the, uh, where Jesus, or where Mary makes makes a statement that we know, we're familiar with Jesus saying it, right? Um, Whoever hears his word is my, his brother and sister and mother. And Mary says it, which I think is an, a nice touch because I get, I, when I read the Gospels, especially when I read Mark, I, I get really bummed out about uh, people who are close to Jesus because they are, they are faithless. They never understand. They don't get anything. So it's nice to imagine. <laughs> it's nice to imagine that Mary listened to what Jesus said and she repeated what, 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 she's, what uh, she heard Jesus say. So now, um, <clears throat> the, the scene with Simon... In the house of Simon the Pharisee, um, uh, what did you think about that? Anything stand out to you? Kirby? Um, I was almost sympathetic towards them. Like, yeah. They're trying to maintain a, a way of what, like, we see the Pharisees as like a be- oh, the Pharisee said. Right. We see them as like a group. Yep. And they're, they're actually like, felt like real people trying to do the right thing and trying to maintain tradition. Exactly. Like, I feel like tradition might like, slip away. Yep. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah, and, and he's he's sort of joking with them. He's he's sort of poke, he's sort of poking them, not in the way that we hear him, but we hear John the Baptist, oh you brood of vipers, but he's like, Don't you see the inconsistency in what you're what you're talking about, right? Yes, yeah, and it names Joseph of Arimathea as one of the Pharisees sitting there, which is, a, an, again, an interesting touch, you know. Um, that's right. So now, um, and one of, the, one of the things that was common between that episode and the episode about the zealots, uh, I didn't notice this until we were just watching it now, is that both groups, the Pharisees and the zealots, neither of them um, uh, hated Jesus. In fact, 
they liked some of what he had to say, right? The Pharisees said, what did they say about his teaching? We, we know what you're trying to say, but it's too much for the common people, right? Um, and I, 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 it's fantastic because that's so often how we appropriate Jesus, right? That's, how, that's just the way we do it. We say, I like this part of Jesus, but I don't like that part, right? And Jesus, you can see it in his face. The actor, I think, does a fantastic job, um, you know, Face palm, right? You don't get you don't get just part of me, right? You you can't have just a little bit. You have to you have to you can't. It doesn't work. Um, you have to you have to swallow it hook, line, and sinker. Otherwise, you miss the point. Holly. It's fun also in cinema to get like the emotion behind the words. You know, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you get a sarcastic Jesus, uh, which is I love. I love a sarcastic Jesus. Um, we uh, Paul too. Just for just for future reference, when you're reading Paul, I think probably half the time he's being sarcastic. Just so you know, in his epistles, it's, he's mostly tongue in cheek. Um, now, one thing. So we t- we take a lot of we take um there's a lot of good to be taken from this there are some um here's where here's where it's all in the details did you hear what jesus said to the woman what okay what what did what did he say in the film okay good right that's from okay so they're conflating two scenes for one thing um he says go and sin no more to the woman in the adulteress in john chapter 7 um, and this scene is primarily in Luke chapter 7, Simon the, Simon the Pharisee, the woman who, um, the sinful woman. Um, <clears throat> now, what's interesting, maybe you remember, um, a couple of years ago we did uh, um, Jesus through Middle Eastern eyes, right? And uh, the, the, that was one of the stories that we did. And uh, Robert Capon um, describes the scene in a completely different way, um, he said, so, so when Jesus says, I came in and you didn't anoint, you didn't, you know, you didn't wash my feet or anoint me, um, uh, he's very, pa- very sort of passive about it. Uh, another interpretation is to say that um, the Pharisees were really sort of giving him the cold shoulder by not doing the, showing him these normal signs of hospitality. So there's a little bit of play in, in interpretation. But, uh, but what else did Jesus say to the woman? Okay. Okay, that's right, yep. Save this for my, for my burial, right? Now, that, now, um, that woman is, I think they're intend, intending her to be Mary Magdalene. Um, she's sort of carried, she, she fills a lot of roles in the, in, the, in the film. But back up just a bit. Um, what did Jesus say to the woman? What else did he say to her? Okay. Okay, so he did say that in the gospel. Go back just a little bit before. What is, do you remember what he said? He said, your sins are forgiven, for you have loved much, because you have loved much. It's which, now, now, granted, in, um, here's what it's, here, I'll read it to you. Here's what it says in Luke 7. This is really important. It's all in the details. This was really, actually really important. It's timely, because we're celebrating the Reformation. Um, this was really important at the time of the Reformation. I'm just going to spend a second on it, because I want you to know how important these details are and how, how we can't take things for granted. So Luke chapter 7, if you have your Bible handy, it's um, at the end of the chapter. It begins at verse 36, 
they're at the house, the woman comes in, and Jesus tells a parable of a moneylender with two debtors, right? One owes a 500, the other 50. Who would love more, the one who had been forgiven the 500 or the one who had been forgiven the 50? Verse uh, 50, 45, you gave me no kiss. Verse 46, you didn't anoint my head. Verse 47, therefore I tell you, her sins which are many are forgiven. Dash. For she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. Now, the question is, which comes first? The forgiveness or the love? The forgiveness. It's kind of ambiguous in our English text because of that word for. You see what I mean there? Her sins which are many are forgiven for she loved much. If you say that means um, because she loved much, then you, then, you get it, then you misunderstand it. What he says is her sins which are many are forgiven. And we know that because she loved much. And, and we, it becomes even more clear when he goes on to say for he who is forgiven little naturally loves little. So this is important. The details are important. The Roman Catholic Church said Oh, see, first you love much and then you're forgiven. The reformer said, no, you're, you're, you're flipping them. Don't you see? Jesus says it himself. If you're forgiven little, you love little. If you're forgiven much, you love much. Holly. Why did they even put because we, we, we are lacking good English words to, uh, to, to translate the Greek. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can understand. So they would ha- in, order to, in, in order to interpret it properly, they'd have to gloss it with more words. And translators prefer to use fewer words. Um, that, and I think that's probably why they put that dash there, right? Because if it was just comma, for, then it sounds causative, right? It sounds like because. But it ties in. I mean, it's just like reading anything. You've got to read the whole thing. That's right. It ties in with what you just said. Exactly. The parable, the parable explains it perfectly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, it, it, and, and that's why, but, but you see, the way he said it in the film, it sounds like she's forgiven because she loves much, which is, which is kind of the appealing, the appealing uh, position to take, right? Um, it, well, it is scary if you think about the consequences, right? Um, but no, she loves much. So she was there at the feeding of the 5,000. She ate the bread, um, and, so, and so she comes to Jesus because she knows what he's all about. She anoints his feet, and he, and, she, and he says to her, look at this great love you're showing because, of your for, because you've been forgiven. Your faith, has, your faith has, has, has saved you. Okay? All right. That was a... Um, a that, I just, it just struck me while we, while we were watching it. Anything else about the, that uh, set of scenes from Jesus of Nazareth? Nancy? Oh, yeah. It's, it was really good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was... It, they, and Kirby, your comment was, was so helpful, too, because the Pharisees, they were so innocently describing all of these things, seemingly with this sort of innocence, describing all of these things that we say, that's terrible. You know, why would you separate yourself? Why, you know, clean from unclean? Why would, why would you do that? Because uh, you're called to be merciful, right? Um, why, would you set, why, would you ju- how, why would you need to judge one from another? That's not your job. Um, how would we know what's, what's right and wrong if we didn't have these laws that we invented, right? Um, and, 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 and Jesus is, you know, is sort of exasperated by it. But the, it, it's the, the interplay between um, 
the way that they are describing it and the sort of the absurdity of it, but also their earnestness. They, they, they mean it. They think it's really important. Yeah, right. So, I'm, you know, I love how the film yeah. makes it because you really get the sense that they're struggling. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's why it's helpful to see, to, to have them, I mean, it's, it's fictitious, but to say Jer- Joseph of Arimathea was there, part of the conversation, because some of them got it. You know, some of the Pharisees believed. Some of them, just like some of the, some of the Jews believed, right? Um, good. Okay. So here's what's going to happen next. Uh, the feeding of the 5,000. And we're going to go about this in the reverse way because, I'll tell you, so the, so the theme for today is, um, it's all in the details. And uh, I'm going to make, I want to make the case that um, Mark chapter 6, which you may or may not have in front of you, which you don't need right now. Um, in fact, don't look at it. Um, uh, Mark chapter 6 is more cinematic than any of the Jesus films we're going to see, okay? But before we get there, um, just, from, just from your memory, just from how you know the story, let me see if I can write on the back of this board. Oh, I did not do the scribbling here. It's abstract, all right? Okay, the feeding of the 5,000. What do you know about it? Tell me the story. Marilyn. <laughs> Okay, wait, pause for a second. Jesus said, people are hungry. Okay, uh, good. Good question. In John, Jesus says it. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the disciples say it. Okay, so Jesus or the disciples say, the people are hungry. Good. Yeah, so they say, they say uh, where, uh, okay, uh, first, before, before, before that, what is, before Jesus says that, what do, what's the solution? Send them away. Send them, send them to town. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, good, I'm, I'm glad you, that, glad you caught that. They can buy their, they can buy their own lunch. Um, uh, buy own lunch. What does that mean, uh, ju- just in terms of the, like, the state of these people? Okay, they, uh, so in, 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 that's right. They can't, they're, they're, they're too far away. What kind of a place are they in? A desolate place. Okay, they're in a desolate place. Good, you guys remember lots of details. This is good. Desolate place. Uh, they, it's, and it's, why might, why might they not make it? It's getting late. It's getting dark. Um, late. So, you know. Um, but the disciples say, send them, send them off. And what does Jesus say? You give them something to eat, right? Yeah, somebody in, in one of the, in, 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 in the different accounts, somebody's got some loaves and some fish, right? Yeah, it's usually a boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Krista. I was always struck that he said, let them sit in 50 or 100. Okay, good. Okay, so... Um, I gotta, this is just really dirty. Um, uh, okay, first of all, um, there's loaves and fish. Jesus has them sit down in groups. 
and specifically 50s and 100s in at least Mark. Okay? Okay, yeah, right, oh, yeah, yeah, right, okay, so uh, it's, so it, it, say that in, a po in, in, in the positive. If it's not chaotic, what is it? Organized, Organized. okay. Julie, what were you going to say? Yeah, right, you feed them, we can't afford it. <laughs> right, right. Okay, good. Okay, so they sit down. What else? You, this is great. You, and so now you're remembering a lot of really important details, which is fantastic. What, what happens next? Okay, blesses the food. Okay, and then, yeah, the apostles. Okay. And they collect crumbs. Uh, so, sometimes he does. Depends on depends on which gospel you're reading. Yeah. Um, and in and in Mark, it's really important how much is left over. Um, you may, so there's actually two feeding narratives. Mark chapter six, the feeding of the five thousand. Mark chapter eight, the feeding of the four thousand. Which is very interesting because. Uh, um, we're not going to have enough time to get through all of this, so I'm, going to just, I'm just going to dump on you right now. Okay, so um, it's just like with many of the things that happen in Mark. We've been going through, I, in church, we've been, we've, been re, we've been preaching on Mark for a long time because <laughs> it's, it's year B of the, of the three-year series, and all summer long we work on Mark. Um, and we spent a lot of time on Mark chapter 6 through 8, and uh, we, we see this remarkable thing that something will happen, something miraculous the feeding of the 5,000, um, and then, again, the, they find themselves in the situation. There's 4,000 people, and they're hungry, and it's late, and the disciples are like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and, and, and you read it, and you say, don't you remember what happened in chapter 6? Jesus can handle this, okay? Um, so, uh, but, but it's not, it's not uh, accidental. There's, it, it, in uh, chapter 6, there's 5,000. They collect 12 baskets of leftovers. In chapter 8, there's 4,000, and they collect seven baskets of leftovers. And later Jesus says, so it's not like, it's not like, some, like, the, like Mark accidentally told the same story twice. Because later, Jesus says, remember when there were all those hungry people? Remember the 5,000? How many baskets? Twelve. When, remember the 4,000? How many baskets? Seven. And then he says, don't you get it yet? And we all say, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, okay, um, this is great. So, You've got, you got a lot of really important details here. Now the question is, um, what's, the, what's the point of the story? If you're going to summarize the story, what's this, what's this story about? How? Um, Jesus commissioning disciples to feed their kind. Okay. Okay, so that's really good. And that says uh, that this part of the story, where Jesus says... Jesus gives the, the apostles the bread and sends them into the, into the crowds. But that's, that's central to the story, and it's, and it's true, absolutely. Um, so Jesus doesn't feed everybody individually by hand. He uses these, these workers to do it, okay? That's right. So the ministry um, has Jesus as its head, 
and the, and uh, the ministry is in the service of the people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, I hadn't thought of it. This is really good because I feel that way all the time. Like, man, not, not, not about feeding you, but like, man, this is, I, can't, <laughs> I can't be a pastor to all these people. And this, this is good because he says, he, I'll take care of it. That's good. Okay. Uh, any, any other summaries? Any other ways to summarize the story? What's the story about? If you were, uh, suppose you were going to, Somebody said, hey, I heard there's a story about the feeding of the 5,000. What's that story about? What would you say, Barb? I think the story that Jesus loves the That's right. Yes, so Jesus loves, here's how I'd say it. Jesus loves the whole person. Not just soul, but soul and body. Right? And we see this um, in a couple of the accounts because Jesus, Jesus uh, and we'll, we'll get to see this in one of the films, um, Jesus sees the crowds and he has compassion on them, right? Um, and that is, uh, that is characteristic of Jesus. Oops, that's not a sign. That's right. They don't ask. He just feeds them. Okay, good. So Jesus loves the whole person. He knows their needs. Good. Anybody else? That's right. He's supernatural. Okay. So, as with, as with lots of these miracles, it's miraculous. Right, okay. It's, uh, it, yes, that was going to be redundant. That was, uh, um, it's miraculous, right? Jesus is, uh, Jesus is God. Okay. Anybody else? Donna? Okay, so it's some, it also says something about us. Um, uh, or, let's see. Yeah. The people are hungry. They're not going to make it. Um, our doubt. Yeah. How's that going to do it? Right. Yeah. Holly. Abundance. Right. He gives. Not only are we not in want, but he gives us more than more than we need. Right. Okay. We got. Oh, okay. One more, Krista. Right. Now. I'm going to say that I'm going to say that this is central to what's going on here. Blesses the food and prays. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. All right. Let's watch some uh, Jesus films here real quick. All right. So the first we're going to watch is um, from the movie The Gospel of John. Now, this one... Uh, again, it's all in the details, and I want to show, uh, you can't see this, but it says at the top here, for, God's, for God loved the world so much, and the two words that are capitalized are God and so. So if you, so if you were going to say it expressively, you'd say, for God loved the world so much, right? Now, here's where it's all in the details. That's not, that's not what John 3.16 says, okay? John 3.16 says, for God loved the world in this way, that he gave his only son. That's what so means. For God loved the world so that he gave his only son. Okay? Now, what's the difference between those two things? 
Those two, diff two different ways of understanding it. Can, can you describe it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, one is kind of abstract, just like, oh, I love you so much, right? Um, and the other is, uh, yeah, that's right, right. Uh, and, and here's a concrete example of, of, how, of how, what my love looks like, okay? Um, and that's, that, I think, describes well what goes on in this film, The Gospel of John. Four minutes, 15 seconds. Here we go. Okay. So, um, so just one question. To, or, any, any comments? Any observations? Anything stand out to you about that? He makes baskets as well. He, he multiplies <laughs> baskets as well as fish. <laughs> right. Good. <laughs> yeah, Krista. I thought this was um, that he asked for the leftovers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, boy, that was good. so they wouldn't trample on it. That's very interesting. Um, we'll talk more about that in a second. Okay, Holly. Um, I haven't I, I haven't heard it used that way, but it's a really good idea. To <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lest we lest we waste any right, or as Krista said, lest it just be trampled on right. Um, that's good, yeah. Anything else? Now, so now in John, of course, what follows in John chapter 6, if you get a chance, um, read all of John chapter 6, it's long. But what follows is you, you see, um, it's, it's Jesus' bread of life discourse is what, is what we call it. And Jesus talks all about how he is the true bread from heaven. Uh, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness, but why would you eat, why would you eat bread that's going to be perishable? Why not eat bread that's imperishable? And then he finally says, um, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Okay? Um, it's, it's really poignant um, Eucharistic theology that's tied directly to Jesus feeding the 5,000. Okay? Now, uh, okay, so if now, but just watching that scene, if you were going to, again, say what is this scene about? What's, that, what's the point of the scene? Based on that clip, what, what is it? He can provide, okay. And, and now, what I, what I think is interesting is that um, you can't help but in film um, use these sort of camera, really simple camera tricks to show that, how Jesus provides, right? So Jesus has a basket. The father, the disciple, will come back. He's got another, he's got a, where did that come from? He's got another basket, right? It, we can't really, I mean, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to do it uh, cinematically in film without making it seem like a parlor trick, right? Okay. Holly? Um, this happened first with God and Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So we, de we definitely see um, uh, that relationship. Jesus commissions his, his ministers to serve the people. Surely. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so and, the, and the disciples struggle to understand this until, you know, the very end. Carol. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He, that's good. I, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, he was following. He he didn't. Jesus didn't um, didn't uh, f, you know sort of throw off the law, the laws of the Pharisees just for the sake of it. Right. He did it purposefully. And here he covers his head because um, it's it's the way you pray. Right. Okay. Good. Let's um, let's do this. Uh, 
Oh, okay. Um, we're going to watch the Gospel of St. Matthew. This is Pasolini. Um, it's very, very different. Okay. Um, so what's, what's different about this one? Rachel. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the, the disciples have a very dimin- diminished role, right? In fact, they're, they're sort of robotic, right? They just, <laughs> when they walk up, they're just slowly plodding along. Go, go get the fish. Okay. You know? That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. Now, um, one of the things that I was going to suggest, and this may be wrong, but um, did, you hear, did you hear the music that was playing in the background? Can you describe the music? What, what kind of what? There was there was an there were yeah an oboe and uh, I think there was a stringed instrument and then um, there was a, a bass line pl- being plucked. Okay, so yes, it did, didn't it? And when, especially when they're when they're bringing the the bread and uh, the bread and the fish, it's, it looks like a processional, right? Um, it, it's a duet. The piece of music is a duet that um, has these these uh, um, echoing and repeating and, and uh, sort of inverting lines, um, which suggests that there's some sort of a dialogue going on in the scene, some sort of a some sort of a give and take going on in the scene. Now, I was going to say it was between Jesus and the disciples, but you're right that uh, when you look at the disciples, they they have very little to do with what's going on, right? Um, so, so that that's probably that's probably not quite it. But uh, or maybe the music is just incidental. But um, anything else? What else? Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. There probably weren't even a hundred people there. Yeah, it was exactly no. But so so the scene the scene looked a lot more like. Um, what you see in church, right? Uh, here these disciples are moving in a very deliberate way. They don't have any doubt about what they're doing. They're just doing it um, because, they, because they've been instructed by Jesus. Leslie? Because they didn't show um, Jesus praying. Maybe the duet was the Father and the Son. That's really good. I like that. I'm going to go with that. That sounds, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, because I'd like, to, I'd like to think that the music is not incidental. Pasolini has these very specific kinds of music that he uses, and it's hard to know what, what he's doing with them. But that one is so distinct. So, you, like you said, it's, it's processional music, um, and it's got this, this, yeah, this conversational character to it. Okay, anything else? All right, how are we doing on time? 10.17. Okay, we're just going to watch, um, well, okay. The, uh, the, the Son of God, let me see how long it is, 4.22. How about, how about this? We're just going to watch the, from Jesus of Nazareth one more time, just the beginning. It's just, two, just a couple minutes long, just so you, in case you missed it at the beginning. Um, and then we're going to look at Mark chapter 6, okay? Um, okay. So, the, uh, the first one we saw, the Gospel of John, um, you know, it highlighted uh, sort of the, the, miraculous, the miraculous nature of, of Jesus' feeding and also Jesus distributing by the disciples. The second one, Pasolini, it was really kind of a liturgical scene, right? It looked like it looked like a, a, a divine service. What, what's this? It does, doesn't it? So, so does any now this anybody look like magic? So, 
Does, when, with Jesus with his hand, this is really strange, I like this movie, but Jesus with his hand, does that remind anybody of any other movie? Like Star Wars? Like when, when Luke Skywalker is getting the X-Wing out of the, never mind. Um, uh, that, but that's, but, and it, so the, um, the it, it was like this physical exertion for Jesus to do it, which I don't think is right, because how does Jesus, how does Jesus heal um, off, you know, or, or do or do things with his words, you know. He touches people, but he doesn't have to like muscle, you know, muscle through it, right? Jan, you had your hand up. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, that's right. It, it, I, don't, I don't quite understand what's going on with, with Jesus there. The one thing, uh, does somebody else have a hand up? The, the, the one thing, or Julie, go ahead. It almost looks like he's making like an iconic that's like, pose there. Like yeah. he's like, you know, far away. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, it, it looks like... Um, he is separate, separated from the scene, and it's just, um, yeah, he's not integrally involved in it. He's just a figure there. Um, the one thing I did like uh, especially was, and then we, we hear this in Mark, he, he saw the people, and they were as sheep without a shepherd. And you certainly get that impression when the crowds are coming to Jesus. They're just sort of wandering around. They don't know, they don't know what's going on, where they're going, what they're doing. Okay? All right. In our last, in our last bit here, uh, we've got to look at Mark. Uh, who needs a copy of this here? The reason why uh, this might be helpful... Okay, all right, nobody needs a copy. Good. Now, you can't see this, I know. I tried to make it bigger, but it didn't work. So, but if you have it before, you, you'll probably be able to see what I do. Um, you'll get the idea of what I'm doing. So let me just read this to you real quickly. And what I want you to do is I want you to think about, while I'm reading it, think about parts of the, the details in the text that matter, okay? And why they matter. And also think about um, the relationship between the details and other parts of Scripture, other things that you know from Scripture, okay? The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things, and when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. 
And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to, take be- to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Okay. What did you notice? What details seem to be important? Julie. Okay. That's right. Okay. Not, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. So he takes the loaves, he blesses them, he breaks them, and he gave them to the disciples, which is like nearly literally what it, what it says in the institution of the Last Supper, okay? So, if, so I mean, just rings of, rings of the Eucharist, okay? Good. What else? Okay, the people ate and were satisfied. So, um, let's see, where is that? Verse 42. They, they all ate and were satisfied. So, um, he, gave them, he gave them their fill, right? It, uh, abundance. Okay. Think about, think about rela- the relationship to the rest of Scripture. What else do you see? Okay, where do you see Psalm 23? Shepherd without sheep, uh, sheep without shepherd. Right. Now, now, isn't that remarkable? Where are they? Three times they're in a desolate place. Desolate place, desolate place. Uh, but desolate could mean out yonder somewhere. It's, it's, it's uh, desert place is, is, is where it's often... R- yeah, right. The, the, the Hebrew word is eremos, which usually means... Uh, a place in the desert, right? It's where Jesus goes when he's uh, being tempted. It's, now, um, so, so it can mean just simply something remote, but the contrast here is, is striking, right? Three times they're in a desolate place, but then they sit down on the green grass, right? And this is also near water, because Jesus comes from the boat. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember what the what the context is there, um, uh, where, where where they were with the boat. But we definitely we definitely hear Psalm twenty three here. And what's what's the uh, the character of Psalm twenty three? He leads me beside still waters, um, makes me lie down, and he yeah right. Um, it, the, this provision, but it's not just it's not just um, uh, sort of. Uh, general care for the person, but it's the care that the Lord provides. It's the care that only God can provide, right? Beth? Yeah. That's right, yeah. And, and yeah, so the, the um, for many were coming and going, and they had, they had uh, so Jesus brings the disciples to a, a desert place because he wanted them to have some leisure too, right? So uh, uh, they needed some rest, and that, and that's I mean that's Psalm twenty three kind of language too, right? Julie. Right, right. So and and this this ties back to what uh, what had been said um, uh, about 
the, the order of things. Jesus commissions the apostles to do this, right? So they were like sheep without a shepherd, but who feeds them? It's who gives them who gives them to eat. It's it's the disciples, and and so yeah, it rings of it rings of you know the role of the apostles, the role of the ministers, right? Yes, Carol. Okay, which says. That's right. So now this is really important. Um, and what, and yeah, so that's why I read Isaiah 55 this morning if you were there. So note, they, um, here in this account, there's, we don't get the sense that they couldn't make it back to get, to get food to eat, right? They go, just send them into town. They can go buy food. Um, Isaiah 55 says this really puzzling thing. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money or, and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? So they could have just gone and bought food. But instead, they, Jesus feeds them. And not only does he feed them, but it's not, it's not just sort of what they need to live. It's a feast. And we get that. Where is it? Um, this word right here, he says, command them all to sit down. Now here, again, we have trouble with English. The word right here is not just plop yourselves down any old where. It is recline, which is what you do at a feast. Okay? It's a different kind of eating than you do at other times. You recline at a feast. So they go from the possibility of going and buying food that's not going to that's going to meet their basic needs to being invited as guests to a, a feast. Now there's also another another important thing that we sort of miss in the English and that is we have this word groups twice. Verse 39 he commanded them to sit down in groups. So they sat down in groups. Those are actually two different words. The first one is um, symposia. You may have heard this this before, um, which is, uh, a sp- is a specific kind of get a specific kind of gathering that usually involves drinking, too, right? So they were to sit down in groups, symposia, and so they sat down in groups. Pastor Nelson preached on this garden plots. These are different kind of groups. Po- the, the 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 Greek word is prosiai, and those are garden plots. Okay, so they're supposed to sit down in symposia. Um, which sort of fills in, you know, what's missing from the Lord's Supper, right? Sit down and drink. You sit down in these groups that, that, that involve uh, feasting and drinking, and those groups are going to become garden plots, right? Which uh, rings, of, rings of the Garden of Eden, right? And Jesus is cultivating them, um, feeding them, so that they grow, so that they become his disciples, okay? Somebody had a hand up here. Yes, Marilyn. Yeah. Jesus fed their body and their soul. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is this is this is more this is more than just Jesus flexing his divine muscles, right? Holly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 He he was te- he was teaching teaching them beforehand. Good, Kirby. Like, that they 
Right. They were all like, yeah. The first two movies were a little like much more subtle. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but especially with Mary Magdalene, who then who goes straight from this feeding miracle to the house of Simon the Pharisee. She, which which she wouldn't have done if she had just been satisfied. Her hunger had been satisfied, right? But she goes from this to uh, Jesus having been forgiven, right? So uh, you're right. I, in Jesus of Nazareth, you get, you get much more of this whole person kind of a, a, of a treatment. Okay. Krista. Um, I only want to say that um, today there is a church on the, on the Sea of Galilee and it was a beautiful garden. And this is a memory of Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, it's a, that would be a, a really a, a poignant Im- image, right, um, to, to, to see that. But let me just uh, tell you a couple more things that I had written down before, before you go. Um, so you hit most of it, most of, what, most of uh, the, the references that show us what's, what's really going on here. And the point, again, it's in the details, and this, is, this episode here in Mark is, is cinematic, right? You, all these details... Um, are the details you would, you would hope to see in a film that you would just sort of notice. You're like, oh, yeah, that's what that's, what that's pointing me to. Um, a couple of other things. The, uh, there, there are 12 apostles, um, which frequently ties us to the 12 tribes of Israel. And three times we're in a desert place, which reminds us of what with Israel's history. Do you remember? Or would you know? Wandering, yeah, their exodus, okay? Um, frequently, we, we talk about uh, Jesus' life and ministry as a new exodus, okay? So he is the true Israel, um, and he leads, he leads his people um, through this exodus, through death and into life, into the promised land, a return, a return to Eden. So we get that with the apostles, 12 of them, and, and the fact that they're wandering in this, in this desert, desert place. And then also you get, you get another sense of that too when they sit down in hundreds and fifties um, which, which, which are the kind of the, the numbers by which the people of Israel were organized. Okay? So they were divided up into groups um, and by tribe and then by, by, by these, these smaller segments. And so it's ringing in our ears. Um, they have this in their history. Um, and they, were, they, were, they had this provision in the wilderness. God gave them manna to eat in the wilderness. Manna and quail, right? Um, but just like in John, uh, Jesus says, yeah, that was, that was good. That kept you from being hungry. But why would, you, why would you want to eat bread that's not going to satisfy you eternally? And that's what he's, that's what he's giving them here, right? Um, so in, in, in many ways, it points us ahead. It, it gets like, it's really uh, striking foreshadow of, uh, of the, the institution of the Lord's Supper. Okay? Any questions? All right. I kept you too long. Let's pray. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Since this is going on the internet, I should say, I got a lot of this, uh, a lot of these details, help from these details from an article written by Peter Scare at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Thank you, Peter Scare.